Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Down the block, Andrew Johnson. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle has won. Uh, Herbie Farmworth has reportedly agreed to a one-year extension. Now, the reports are the reason for the one-year extension is he believes that he has a desire to play fullback long-term. Look, maybe that's true. Maybe that's not true. I will say that it does seem more along the lines of there's not much money in the Broncos cap for specifically him. And Farmworth is a high-quality outside back. We all can see that. And I think Farmworth is being smart where... You know, do the one-year deal, continue to play really well, and then your next deal is going to be bigger because obviously the the Dolphins might need a a, a fullback or an outside back in that, in that next year. You know, um, but let's let's just assume he has a desire to play fullback, which does make a lot of sense. It's a tough gig getting that fullback jersey off Selwyn Cobo long term. Yeah, very tough. And you know, our, our one criticism of Herbie has been that he, he, he probably doesn't pass the ball enough. So that's mm. going to be a massive test for him um, going into that role, obviously. But fuck, he'd be a nightmare to deal with on kick returns and everything. Oh, man. He's just he's like Dylan so Edwards. hard to handle. Sim- similar to Dylan Edwards, yeah. just fucking constantly in your face. And he's just he just works so hard. He's just everywhere. Uh, I, I'd like to see it. I, I think Brisbane, this is a huge win for them getting – like. Just get him for one year. There's probably never been a more important one year to re-sign him mm. with the Dolphins coming in next year. Yeah. I'm sure that they would have been looking at him as a, as a perfect target for them. So, yeah, good good little win for Brisbane. Hopefully he does get a shot. Yeah. What do you reckon, Timmy? Yeah, every time I see any outside back uh, coming off contract or looking for an extension or whatever it is, saying they want to move to fullback, blokes we, we consider pretty genuine outside backs like not really fullbacks you spoke about Herbie and his passing it's not quite there 
can possibly develop it. Plenty of time. He's young enough. Um, but it just screams of like trying to get that contract bumped up a little bit <clears throat> because we all know fullbacks get bigger paydays than centres. It just is what it is. Mm. It's a more impo- important part of a footy team, generally speaking, especially in the modern game. Um, now, that might not be Herbie's thinking, but that's what I see every time I see an outside back say, I want to play fullback. Mm. Um, and he's well in his rights to do it. He might think that he can become mm. a, a top-line NRL fullback, and maybe he can. But, you know, as far as I'm concerned, Herbie's an outside back, centre wing, and he's developing into one of the best in the game. Mm. Um, I'd be looking to keep him, him there, whether there's a club out there who's happy to put him on and try him as a fullback on more money. I don't know. But if I was signing him with the, the desire for him to play fullback, I'd want to see it before yeah. I sign him on extra money. I will say, like, even me personally, like, I wanted to play fullback <coughs> long term. So I can understand where Herbie's coming from. And it, and it had, had nothing to do with the money it, and everything to do with I didn't want to sit in the fucking wing all mm. game. I wanted to be in the action, around the ball. Like, I, I kind of – I saw myself. I know nowhere near as good as him. But the way he moved and that, similar to Billy Slater, like, I felt like I could maybe eventually not be as good as him. Let's just relax, people. <laughs> Just the way he moved across the park and that I, I, I saw similar at it. And if you actually go and watch our running gates, they're kind of similar-ish. Um, and so I understand where Farmworth is coming from, where it's not necessarily about money. It's just about, I want to play footy and enjoy it. Like, I don't want to be standing out in the wing and just relying on everyone else giving me the plays. I want to be in the middle, supporting up the middle, offloads, footwork, all that kind of stuff. Plus, the good thing about footwork, uh, good fullback is like you're not doing all this. You don't have to do all the shit hit ups. Like all the, you know, I don't think wingers get enough. Everyone likes to give shit to wingers, and yeah, it's funny in that wingers do the shittest hit ups in the game. And that is, you're in a fucking corner. Every all the defense is squeezed in. They know a winger's about to scoot the ball out. Everyone knows a winger's about to scoot the ball out, and you've got to fucking scoot it shit out. Shit job. It's the shittest job ever. <laughs> it is the shittest job ever. But apparently, wingers are the you know hang out with. Especially blokes. when the set before you can see your forwards getting dominated, and you know Fuck, what's going to happen. I'm about to get hundred percent. Whereas yeah. like. Front rowers, absolutely, get through hard work, all the tackles and that. But very rarely is a front rower scooting in his corner, yeah. you know. Um, and so, so little things like that where you're like, you know, I, of course I'll do it and it's great, but I would much rather be the fullback that, you know, is doing the plays rather than doing the scoots out of your own end and that. So I understand where Farnworth is coming from. Look, with the recent seeming Selwyn Cobbo uh, is going to re-sign on unders, I just think it's going to be a very hard ask getting that jersey off him. Now, in saying that, are Broncos with Staggs and Cobbo in the centres and Herbie at fullback? I can, I can also see that a possibility. I think it's a small possibility, but I can't see – it's not so crazy that, you know, he would be – you know, he's got to back himself. You want him to back himself. Um, so, yeah, look, great re-signing by the Broncos. And also, if I'm the Broncos, right now, I am trying to re-sign everyone I can because mm-hmm. the place is happy – we're winning games. We're coming fifth, but we're on equal fourth points. Uh, we, you know, we, <laughs> we, everything's good. You know what I mean? Whereas, like, if we start losing and you're trying to re-sign people, everyone's like, fuck this. Like, I don't want to be a part of this. Um, you know, like, like, where's the future for us? Whereas right now, everyone's looking around. Everyone in the NRL's looking around going, the Broncos have a massive future. They've got the youngest forward pack in the comp, and they're killing it. And we didn't even play that good the other night. Um you know, compared to what we could play. So, look, great signing, and I understand where Farnworth's coming from. Just on, just on her before we move <coughs> on from that one. If I'm him, and I'm, I'm a massive advocate for this after Tommy Turbo's done at Origin level at centre, and he, you know, maybe does want to do what you said and get involved more in the game there and, and play as a fullback, hands on the ball more, that sort of thing. 
I know that he's not Tommy Turbo and no one in the game is Tommy Turbo, to be fair, but that roving centre role uh, mm. where you get out and basically play as a second fullback, if he wants to say, you know what, I can play fullback, I can show it, get out. And, and whether that's something that Kevin Walters allows, maybe not, but get out and do a bit of roaming out of the back end of your field like Tommy did at Origin. We're seeing Hiku do it yep. and Val Holmes at the Cowboys and it's been so effective for them. Herbie, get out there and do a bit of roaming. And it's, mm. it's a big effort area thing, but it's a good opportunity and you know, maybe it's somewhere, a way that he can show that I can slot in, I've got a passing game and be more effective. Yeah, look, maybe the game's changed since I've played, but for example, there's certain players that the game plan is built around that you allow that to happen. <coughs> and there's certain players where it's like, no, bro, you keep you with so that we have plays on if we need to do it. So when I was playing, like Hodjo had that roaming role. Like Hodjo could go in and take a scoot anytime he wanted. Whereas if I went and took a scoot, and I wasn't on my wing, I'm getting absolutely <laughs> annihilated, you know. And, and the amount of times I wanted to go in and scoot and, and get involved in the game and just get some runs, get, just have some fun, was constantly, constantly. But that's not what the team wants from you. That's not what the team needs from you. And so maybe Herbie can become that guy, but I think the reason why he's not doing it now is because he's actually being told, keep your width, yep. keep your width. It's like a Kurt Catewell situation. Like when you look at Kurt Catewell's stats, you'd go, bro, like get involved. Like you're, you're a marquee signing. But I guarantee you Kurt Catewell is constantly being told, keep your width, keep your width. Because as soon as you go in, all of a sudden that defensive side just has to go, we know, we know they're not doing a play this side. Um, so if we can build a game plan around that, fuck, absolutely. Yeah. Oh, I think it is interesting when you watch the Cowboys though and you see the way that Hiku and Val Holmes do it. They do it when... The ball goes all the way over to their tram line and there's nothing on on that short side where they'd normally be standing behind the ruck and then they just flick into gear when you know the ball's going right. Yeah. You know it's the only option. So I think there are opportunities yeah. to... Like the amount of centres, the amount of strike centres like that you see when the ball go, goes down their edge and it gets, it gets tackled by the second rower and it's fourth and they just they put themselves in a no-man's land just to make sure they're sort of mm. out of the way. I do think that guys could be utilised a little bit okay, more. Okay, ask this, okay. So you think it's going... It's absolutely going long side. It gets to the front rower. He hits the line and doesn't pass the ball. Then next is a kick. You're all of a sudden out of the kick chase. No, no, but what I'm saying is that they, 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 they do it when it goes to that side on foot. When it's fifth and the only option is to swing back left, that's when the Cowboys do it. Mm. When, when, when the when only fifth tackle. So, so, so yeah, when, when the fourth tackle is the second rower gets tackled, mm. then on fifth when it's last, you know they're coming left, all your numbers are there. That's when Val Holmes and Peter Hicku come, come and join that play. Yeah, I mean... Uh, Man, it's, it's a tough one. So much things can go wrong with, like, if they kick back into your corner. Uh, maybe it's a set play they're doing then. That's, I mean, that wouldn't be really roving then. That would be more set plays. Um, what, what, whatever we want to call it, roving set play, whatever it is, if, like, if you just got more – like, I quite often watch Katoni Staggs. They go out to that edge, and then you see Katoni. What he always does is he stands 10 metres behind the ruck, and he's got his hands on his hips. He's just like, fuck, it would be so much more damaging. Even if you were just somewhere hovering around that line, just giving an, an extra, you know – Ferrari for the defense to be yeah, watching. But like, okay, so let's say let's say we go with you like that, and we go. All right, I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna. There's a short side here that I could stand and do nothing, or I'm gonna go into the middle mm. of the field, and I'm in. It's a fifth tackle, like you're saying. Yep. We kick it. It's a midfield bomb or something like that. All of a sudden, I'm stuck in the middle of the field, and they could just go spin, spin, coming out of their own end. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I, I do, but I, I think what you said before is more so true that it, it is a set play where you know you're going, you, you're taking them on, mm. on down on that yeah. edge, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, yeah, for sure. I think that, you know, when it's more like a roving role where it's like injecting yourself when you want to and all that kind of stuff, it's it just very easy to get caught out. Just that one yeah. time you rove incorrectly, yeah. it's that one time that they go, 
Fuck, yeah, Stags is it on his centre. Boom, boom, yeah. we get a quick play. The, the way I see it more so is probably do it coming out of your own end when you are just bashing the door down through the middle, scoots, whatever. Uh, and then if there is an offload or a bit of second phase play, there's an extra bloke roaming and it can create an extra number on either side of the field. When you're doing it in an attacking zone, attacking the other side's line, that's where, you know, there can become issues for so many reasons. Mm. But coming out of your own end, I think it's a pretty safe bet with another number floating around the ruck. Yeah, for sure. And, and we usually call them like either like a red set or a scoot set, outside back sets, where it's basically just the outside back's job. Penrith do this the perfectly. They just go, boom. All the outside backs get in, in the middle of the field and it's the outside's back's job to just get us up the field. Give the, the forwards a bit of a break. Um, but it's just, it's such a delicate balance. It's such a delicate mm-hmm. balance because, put it this way, like imagine how out of whack Manly would be if another outside back started doing what Tommy was doing. Because then it'll be like, holy, we got two fucking fullbacks coming in and out. It's like, so it's, it's tough. So I think certain, I think uh, when you nail it, it can be fucking incredible. Like, as you said, Cowboys seem to be absolutely nailing it yeah. right now. Where Holmes and Hiko just seem to be picking exactly the right times. <laughs> Exactly the right times. Um, you know, whereas you look at like a Melbourne Storm, like they've never really had that roving mm. centre, you know. They've been very like, keep your wit. Uh, but it is a good conversation because, you know, to your argument, the game has changed. Yeah. The game has changed. It's, it's like very, although set plays are great, a lot of tries are just scored off quick play the balls. And I mean, just to back up what you're saying, you know, we're obviously using the Cowboys as the example who I would argue outside of Penrith, they're the most in-sync team. Yeah. In general. Yeah, so, easy. Um, yeah, they, they, they probably do make it look a little bit easier mm, than yeah. what it is at the moment. Uh, but yeah, just well, food I mean, for A great example is, is Staggs. Like everyone mm. at the start of the year was like, oi, fucking take more runs, Staggs. And he was like, Kevy's telling, literally Kevy yeah. is telling me to stay on yeah. my centre. Um, and yeah, look, and, and it, took, it took Reynolds coming into the side to get him that good ball. But it's, it's a great conversation because what is the right answer? Footy gets changed all the time. Like, I think we've had rovers before, but not to the level that Tommy roved in origin. We've no. never seen a centre yeah. do something like that. So maybe that is the direction that you go. Where it's and, just and we have seen Kevy do similar, not a roving role, but he does use Corey Oates down that right edge yeah. when he swings right yeah. in. So, Scored a mad uh, try off that. Um, yeah. And that's where it's last tackle. It's all in on yeah. that play. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's a, yeah, it's a set play. Yeah. Everyone knows that, like, for example, with that Corey Oates play, he's... Uh, wide running forward, centre, and even front row would be told, I'm leaving the wing boys, so you need to fucking understand that I'm not here. And then if that happens, fuck, fucking oath. Go for it, go for it absolutely. Yeah. Um, Selwyn Cobbo, uh, whilst on, actually, no, we'll break it up because I don't want people to go and speak too much about the Broncos. Um, <laughs> Matty Lodge leaves the Warriors effective immediately. Now, this is really interesting. If you just got the broad strokes of the announcement, it was very easy for people to go, oh, he's just used the Warriors as a stepping stone and he goes there while they're in, in New Zealand. And then if you're going to sign with New Zealand, you've got to expect that you're going to live in New Zealand. I think a lot of the details have been left out of this situation. Matt Lodge had a player option for next year that he hadn't activated yet and the club hadn't forced him to activate yet or anything like that. He was not signed next year. So people saying that he just like released himself from a contract and he never wanted to go to New Zealand, or whatever. That is actually not the scenario. He had a player option in, in his favour, and he t- he told Warriors months ago that he would not be going back to New Zealand with them because he couldn't envisage moving his entire family across to New Zealand. Th- they were almost aware of that when he signed to a degree. I mean, it was literally what like a one and a half year deal with an option in his favour. Um, so I th- I just want to make that really clear, guys. He had a player option that he chose not to take up. That is not. Like, that's his right. Like, what's, what's wrong with that? Like, he actually told them months ago, I, th- I think he's done everything right in this situation. 
But I guess let's get your answers to that first, as in him choosing not to take up the option, and then we'll get into him getting uh, released immediately, Gurino. Yeah, I, I don't really have an issue with the way that Lodger's gone about it. Um, Were you surprised at the like, I was surprised reaction? they let him go. Yeah, no, I mean, oh. like the reaction online, like as if he'd released himself from a contract when he hadn't really done that? The reaction didn't overly surprise yeah, me. Yeah, incident. Like, you could see it coming, <laughs> yeah. but I don't, I don't think it was overly fair, mm. but it wasn't surprising by yeah. any means. Um, I mean, fuck. Isn't, isn't rugby league just cruel sometimes? They let go of Lodge. It looks like Adam Vanilla Blake could miss a few months now with this Frank injury. We're yeah. waiting for scans on that. But if they lose Lodge and AFB in the oh, same fucking week. Mate. Good God. Mate. Jesus. They're, they're the heart of that side. Adam Vanilla Blake and Lodge are the, like the heartbeat. What do you think about the uh, choosing of the option? Yeah, look, with, with Matty Lodge, it was never going to be a, a quiet little transition yeah. and a quiet decision, was it? No matter what happened, no matter what the circumstances. Um, yeah, immediately it's very interesting, but at the same time, it's something's going on there and I have no idea involving who or what or if anyone's in the wrong or what's going on. So, mate, no comment because I've got no idea what's the business behind that decision yeah. uh, from either party. I'm very intrigued to find out why it's immediately because... As we just said, we know how important he is to that side. They go forward, mm. a bit of experience in the middle, and now AFB gone as well. Oof, poor old Warriors, they are. That's that's a tough one week turnaround to lose their two big boys, mate. That the, that's the the key thing that is surprising to me. It's the you know if him not taking up his option, that's literally just you know within his rights. The key thing for me is this immediate release, like. You would have to assume the Warriors absolutely don't want to release this guy. Mate, they named him on Tuesday, didn't they? And then all of a sudden, boom. Yeah. Immediate release. Weird. It's super, super weird. Like, even, like, the fact that they named him on Tuesday in a time where guys can get the flu and whatever, they can be ruled out for a temperature, you can't afford to waste a spot. Like, literally. And, like, they're in a position where they're desperate for wins. Like, what could have possibly happened that forced an immediate release? It's absolutely bizarre. Nathan Brown didn't say anything too in detail. All they all he said was... Um, just like the question was was posed, like why wouldn't he stay the year even though they're still based in Redcliffe? And all he said was Lodge was more keen to go the other way. That's pretty much all he said. So, so nothing really revealed. Could it possibly be, and just pure speculation, that Lodge has gone as far to say, I don't want to move back at all because they go back in a couple of weeks, I think, don't they? I, think, I yeah. believe so, yeah. I believe that... Oh, sorry, as well. Um Lodge did tell the Warriors a few months ago that he didn't want to go back to New Zealand. Yeah, that's but that's for next year. Yeah, so he said he, he definitely told them a few months ago, "I will not be go. I don't. I don't envision my family being back there." But they go back to New Zealand in a couple of weeks. I think. Can you check? Yeah, that July third. July third. Yeah. So, like again, pure speculation. But has he said, "I don't want to go back at all"? And the Warriors have gone, "Well, fucking see you later then." Maybe. But then yeah, wouldn't you, if you're the Warriors, wouldn't you go, well, let's just keep him until we go back? And he signed on with the Warriors, surely with every intention of going back there. Like, them returning to New Zealand hasn't come out of nowhere. Like, there's every likelihood that they're going to go back to New Zealand at some point this season. Yeah. It just seems a bit like it doesn't make sense. It to doesn't me. make sense. Yeah. It almost makes you wonder if Lodge has got something lined up that might be a better opportunity. Like, he, he might In be. Short, short turnaround. Yeah, he might be state of origin cover for a team. Mm. Okay. Might, I don't know. I'm just talking off the dome here, but like, okay, I mean, you know what? You know what could make sense? And again, pure speculation, guys. <laughs> so basically, 
he goes to the Warriors and says, look, I don't really want to... Look, he may have gone to the Warriors and said, I don't really want to go and move over there for two months' time or what, however long it would be. Literally, let's say, it's, let's say it's 10 weeks. And then the Warriors have gone, well, if you want to release, we're not paying you. And another club has maybe come in and said, we'll pick up that last half mm. of the year. And that's, that's what's created this quick release so that the Warriors don't have to pay a guy that doesn't want to be there. And then the other team is picking up that contract maybe. That I, makes sense-ish. Yeah. I mean, like, there's a few teams that could really do with a lodge in their side. Absolutely. Like it, Put aside your own personal feelings about things that happened years ago. Him as a player. Him as a footballer. He is a, gr- a really good front rower. Like You put him in the Melbourne Storm team, you look at the middles that they're lacking, yep. changes everything. I, I look at the Manly Seagulls, they're going to lose Jake Tavoyevich over the next few weeks to origin. Well, the report was, and I... You know, apparently he may have, a, like, looking at houses in northern beaches or something. Again, very speculative here, guys. Don't take it to the bank. This is all speculation. I think the speculation comes from the fact that this is a bizarre, like, very yeah. bizarre, like, for this to happen just It like is that. interesting, like, the Tigers released McKayley yesterday yeah. to go over to the English Super League, effective immediately. And he would be great at the Tigers. be a good little get for the Tigers. So, I, it makes me think that Lodge must have Wasn't he at the Tigers as well? A, a long time a ago, A long yes. time ago? Yeah, a long time ago. Interesting. Interestingly enough, the Warriors' first game against in New Zealand is against the Tigers. Of course it is. <laughs> Rugby league. Wow. I mean, could that be they released him because they don't want that, you know, a week after he's playing? Like, as in he plays the week before with them, leaves, and then plays against them? I don't know. Again, this is all speculation, guys. It's, um, but to be really clear, it was a player option that he chose yeah. not to take up. That, that, that we know for a fact, guys. This was not a guy that had a contract and he was like, all of a sudden, I don't want to be here. I'm fucking out of here and I want to move to New Zealand. This is like, he had a player option he chose not to take up. And also he told the Warriors months ago, I won't be taking the option. Isn't it funny though, like if they would have waited a week, do you think this happens if they know AFBs? Gornski? No. Surely not. Like surely the conversation's yeah. different if we're sitting there going, oh, AFB's gone for potentially three months. But I, th- I think they're, the Warriors are in such a tough position right now. Even like they're already in that position. Do you know what I mean? They're mm. already not stacked enough to get rid of him at all. Like at all. Which is why there has to be something. Yeah, that we it has don't to know be. About. We don't. Yeah, none anyway. of it makes sense. Look, the, the, the positive thing for, for Warriors and Lodge, it seems like that. They publicly, like outward facing, haven't had a spat. You know, like they, it hasn't become messy outward facing. Mm. Uh, but I, yeah, I agree with you, Guru. Like, there's a lot of teams that could use a Matty Lodge. And the other there. factor is too. Well, you know, Lodge he signed with the Warriors when Peter O'Sullivan was the recruitment manager. Mm. It's his father-in-law. Yeah. So he's not there anymore, uh, which is why I personally think he'll end up with the Dolphins next year. Well, the Dolphins have come out and said we can't afford him. Mm. How? But Bennett last couple of days. Well, he said, said they've spent so much on. Jesse, uh, yeah, Jesse Bromwich, they can't afford to spend that like big chunk on another front row. Because Bennett has historically never been one to go big on front rowers. Yeah. He's, I think, through pretty well all his days, all his years, whenever it's been his choice around the roster or if he's had it for a couple of years, he's spent low up front and yeah. spent big elsewhere. Yeah. And, they, and apparently they spent pretty big on Jesse. Yeah, right. Pretty big mm. on Jesse. Uh, mate, there's so much, there's so many like connecting fucking dots and shit. What do you reckon about. Uh, the Lodge situation, Maddie. Yeah, I was just as blown away as you guys, but I mean, my, my first immediate thought was was Dolphins because of the Redcliffe connection. Yeah, is I Pete, think everyone thought that. Yeah, everyone, everyone thought that, but now that Bennett, although if Bennett comes out and says he's not interested in someone, generally yeah, that means they are. Hell <laughs> so, this happened two years ago at the Warriors. They got Sean O'Sullivan, they got Matt Lodge all in the same family with Peter O'Sullivan. Yeah. But to your point, they have gone, they've spent a lot of money in the Fords already. 
So maybe I mean, there's not enough Fusi, yeah. Kenny. They've got Mark uh, Nichols. Ray Stone. Yeah. They've got Nichols. But the longer this goes and they're not buying backs, do they just start to think, fuck, should <laughs> we just stack forward. our front row? Yeah, look, it's interesting. And I'm pretty sure it was Peter O'Sullivan that came out and said we can't afford him. I'm pretty sure. Anyway, interesting times, interesting times. Uh, now, uh, Selwyn Cobo reportedly 14 clubs are after him, rightly so. Um, Who isn't? Mate. <laughs> Who yeah. is the one club who's not keen on him? <laughs> yeah, well, it was, apparently it was Penrith and Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, yeah makes sense. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, this kid has, like, I... You know, we spotted him up. I spotted him up last year saying, this kid's special. I could just tell by his body shape, his ability to handle contact as a, as a teenager. But I think that his development has actually accelerated faster than I think anyone could have expected. I don't even think the Broncos expected that this guy would be turned into a pure and utter game breaker on multiple occasions per game. He's been incredible. Now, the reports are that he is set to take a pay cut uh, and not take up bigger offers. Like, he's getting offers up to 900K. It was actually funny. I think it was last year I was saying, Broncos need to sign him on a long deal deal now. And people were like, like, you know, come on, Danny, sign for two more years. I'm like, you don't get it. You don't get it. This guy is a generational talent. You just lock him straight in, kind of like the Payne Hass situation. Like, there's no way... If Payne Hass wasn't locked into a five, six-year deal, there's no way we kept him yeah. in those first few years. There's no way. Someone else would have got him for 100%. Um, but anyway, the reports are that he's set to take a, a pay cut of about 200k a year to stay at the club. If that is true, thoughts? Yeah, I think they have to do everything to keep him. It's funny, like, remember what you just said last year, uh, when we spoke about it last year. I remember at the start of the season, you know, he struggled the first two weeks or so. One of my mates that I was sitting with at the pub sort of said, oh, fuck, he's overrated, isn't he? And I don't remember this. He messaged me on the weekend and said, fuck, do you remember after week two, you threw me your phone and it had the highlights of the Queensland Cup grand final and, yeah. and you said, watch this. And then it's just, since then, he's been on the train and he's been like, he just messaged me and said, fuck, we're starting to see it now. Yeah, oh, man. Like, yeah. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And if, if they can get him for cheaper than value, fuck, such a yeah. huge signing. <laughs> Anywhere from six to seven hundred K, like I think – that's too much for a winger, but if he's playing fullback, just to keep him at the club, it's yeah. probably worth but it. But it's, <clears throat> it's an investment in a winger that you know will be a gun fullback. Yeah, or at the very least a gun centre. Yeah. You know, at the very least Latrell-ish kind of centre. What do you reckon about this, Timmy? Yeah, and they don't obviously have a... At the moment, they're chopping and changing more so due to injury uh, between fullbacks. Tamari's, Tessie News, who's been solid there, but there's an opportunity... You know, there's not a lockdown fullback where you go, he can't displace them sort of yeah. thing. Uh, and even money-wise, I'll, I'll look at the Broncos roster... Very solid across the board, but from what they've got, Kevy Kevy's getting a lot out of blokes who probably aren't on a lot of money. So we go through there. Katoni'd be on decent money. Adam Reynolds is what is he seven fifty eight or something this yeah, year? Yeah, I think he actually took less to go to the Broncos than to the Sharks because yeah. he was so keen to go to the Broncos. Yeah, Payne Hass is on good money. Outside of that, you know, Capel Carrigan solid money, but the whole bench wouldn't be on too much. Um, there's money in that cap. Looks like there should be money in that cap to give him a little bit extra, not extra, but to re-sign him on decent money for what his potential says. So yeah. I don't – to stay at Red Hill, what Brisbane are doing at the moment, starting to build something special, I don't see why they can't re-sign him and mm. despite of interest from 14 other clubs. But, yeah, I can definitely see him staying Do you reckon there. if he really pushed it, he could get a million dollars? I reckon he could. I think he could. You pay for potential in this lot. Like, I, I think – Hey? A million dollars. If he really went out onto the market, they're already offering 900. No, I don't. A million dollars. This is why you pay what? So you're telling me the, Bron- the Bulldogs, if they had the money, wouldn't pay a million dollars for him at fullback? 
Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Uh, no, nah, no. Nah. <laughs> a million dollars, mate. This is—it's overs, but teams will fucking. That's, that's yeah, I, 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 I know. We're admitting, we're admitting I don't think they would. Yeah. I don't think they would. Like, I reckon they would. For starters, we haven't seen him at fullback at NRL level. Uh, he's we're a winger. Seen. He's a winger at the moment. Yeah. After a month of the competition, people are saying, "Oh, he needs to be dropped and go go get some experience in Queensland no, Cup." I'm with you. Like, <laughs> yeah. you got to remember. I don't think they would. Yeah. I don't think they would. I'm with you. It's more. Let's yeah. a thought exercise because yeah. we have to remember. A pa- reportedly it's already at 900k and so what i mean by if you went to the market if you went out there drummed yeah. up the interest you know we, we if you look at his stats the last few weeks and then you go and look at what he did in q cup he's going to be a, like i think it, the writing's on the wall as long as he's mentally focused and he doesn't get injured he's going to be a, a superstar yeah I, I think that the bulldogs for example would genuinely sit there and consider a million dollar to put him at fullback Oh, that's madness. It's Well, it's only 100K more than what people yeah, are offering. Yeah, I think 900K is madness. Yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah. I, I think right now he's probably worth, like, as in, I still, I think even right now, six, 700K is actually overs, but it is the right amount of what he's going to become. Yeah, I think the six, 700 is paying on potential. Yes, absolutely. And will probably be a great investment. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I, I, I truly believe that there are some clubs out there so desperate right <laughs> yeah. now that would, would genuinely, ha- like, they may not do it, but they would have a, a serious, serious conversation of, can we pay this bloke 800K and then 200K? And get away with it. And, and, you know, because the thing, the thing that's insane is like you say, he's absolutely not worth a million dollars. Would you say Greg Inglis wasn't worth a million dollars? Would you say Izzy Falau when he was at his peak, peak wasn't worth a million dollars? So like if it's actually, if he fulfills the potential that he's already showing and he goes back to fullback and puts up those same numbers, you're going, oh, that's, yeah, that's, he's worth it. You know what I mean? Like you actually landed the correct amount for what you're supposed to spend for a, a game changer because when you look at these Broncos win, what lines up with the Broncos winning five in a row? That's his form. Selwyn Cobbo's yeah. form. Directly off the back of Adam Reynolds putting together one of the great months of footy. I know he wasn't he there on the weekend. I know, play. I know, I know, but... And that's yeah. where if you do hit this and you're paying him a million and Selwyn Cobbo turns out to be what we think he can be, it's a, it's the a alternative win. was you pay seven fifty for a fullback that you know doesn't have the same yeah. ceiling. Yeah. I'll tell you what, if he does find his way into an origin jersey at any time over the next few months, goes to that level and kills it, then we can talk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm with you. Yeah. Like, Let's be really clear. I don't think that – I would not sign him for a million because it, you've been – you just don't know what the future's going to bring. But I do truly believe there are a few of those bottom clubs that are so desperate for a game-breaking superstar, they would genuinely consider. Well, the one that is there screaming out at you is Redcliffe, yeah. who needs a star, who needs some star attraction, um, who can invest in the future being a new club, who by all reports have money to spend. Like, okay, there's no I'll ask then. Who would you sign for 900k, Reese Walsh or Selwyn Cobbo? At the moment, Reese Walsh. Again, 
chat to me in a month. <laughs> <laughs> He's still so raw. Oh, no, so no, I'm with that. you. Yeah, but so the, I'd the, go right Walsh the, the, at this One stage. thing I do say in Selwyn Cobbo that he has that you literally cannot find anywhere else is his physical attributes. Yeah. Like, there, you cannot – there's only been two players like him before. Greg Inglis, Latrell Mitchell. Yeah. That, and I, I'm not saying that he is like them yet at all, but when you look at them physically and the way they move, they, move, they defy – what we're normally told. Yeah. You cannot be that tall and powerful and strong, but they are. And when you go back and watch them in their first two or three years, you straight away go, fuck, they're skinny. Yeah. I don't remember them being them that yeah, small. Yeah. 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 Which Selwyn in three or four years' time <sighs> could be exactly the same. Yeah. So, yeah. look, I, I, I think I think six, six or seven right now is, is still technically overs for him right now, mm. but six or seven for what he could potentially be, I think is a good yeah. deal. I think Brisbane will have the Reese Walsh situation in the back of their minds, and I reckon they'll put enough on the table to to not let him go. Yeah, in my opinion. Oh, look, if I'm speaking to someone as his manager, I would just be like, "Mate, that contract's coming, bro. Your life isn't yeah. going to change much difference if you earn 600k or you earn a million dollars. Like, yes, that is a substantial amount of money, but it's not going to change your life. If you can't save enough money over your next 10 year career whilst you're on 600 to a million eventually, because we know who get there eventually, you're you're not going to save it if you make 1.5. You know what I mean? Like, if you don't know how to take care of your money at a you know earning 600 to a million dollars, you earning a million dollars to 1.5 million dollars, you're not going to do it either. So, yeah, it's uh. Eh, interesting times, but it's uh, good to see that it looks like he's going to take those. Another thing I quickly will say is that fans that are so quick to say players are money hungry, this, that, next thing, remember this pay cut that someone has taken when he does ask for the big contract. Yeah. Remember this because people will forget this. No one's going to remember that if he does resign that he took a, a, a substantial pay cut to stay loyal to the club. Remember it when he comes around in four or five years' time and says, look, I was loyal. Now I want the payday. He's has every right to him, in my opinion. The uh, Dally M points just dropped. So we're round 11. Like we're almost halfway through the NRL season. Mm. Isaiah Yo is the sole leader on 17 points. Wow. Nico Hines second on 16. So is Ben Hunt. Benny Hunt, Jeez. Bruce. Benny Hunt, he's one point off Dally M lead. It's wow. crazy. Still in third and on 15 points. Ryan Pappenhausen, who hasn't played in three weeks now. So so is Hines and Hunt on equal points? I'm, I'm being serious. I'm yeah, being yeah, serious. yeah, second, second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Adam Reynolds is fifth even. or As in fifth amount of points equal. Yeah, yeah. he's on 11. So he's just behind. D- DCE there as well, Mitch Moses. So <laughs> I can hear you laughing. How good was the uh, – did you see the Waterboy video? No, it wasn't. Did you see that one, Matty? The um, – yeah, that was that was hilarious. Was I can't it? remember who the made movie, it. Um, the water boy, yeah, Adam yeah, Sandler. Yeah. It was um, Maddie, obviously, as Adam Sandler, and, and your face talking about the points and the even stuff, and then oh. he comes and tackles. It was unreal. It's <laughs> worth having a look at the hunters and dribblers. Um, it was hilarious because I because like obviously people you know they jump on it and they have a laugh. But I was speaking to Maddie about it, and I was like. People, under, I'm sure people understand what I'm saying. Equal fifth amount of points. Like, I'm sure, surely I'm not that crazy. Um, I couldn't believe, like, the reaction. Are they just, I, it's just banter. Like, I think they just have had a bit of a, a laugh. I think also we forget how many people listen. Yeah. Well, I see it, but it doesn't seem real. Like, minimum, minimum per episode, you're getting 50,000 downloads. So, like, it's, yeah, it's a lot of people. They have a bit of fun, having a bit of a laugh. As long as they're enjoying themselves and it doesn't become too, too, uh, you know, actually negative, then fair play. But yeah, Isaiah Yo is a lock forward. 
uh, in a team stacked with superstars. He mm. should have points stolen off him left, right. He probably yeah. does as it is yeah. uh, for him to be where he is halfway through an NRL season. Crazy. Uh, I think Tam- when Tamalolo won it, he won it with 31. Well, so he's already on track to beat that. Far out. Mate, you know what? And he, he deserves every fucking point. He has been absolutely outstanding. And he didn't get a point yesterday or Saturday night. Really? Yeah. He was one of their best, in my mm. opinion. Did he really not? He was key to their early points, which made sep- like pulled him away from the Roosters. Fuck, he didn't. Yeah. Unbelievable. Yeah. Wow. The guys that got it were good. Luai, Appy, James Fisher-Harris. But I would have had yeah. Yo at least. I would have had Luai number three points. I would have had Yo second. What about the full work he showed yeah. to set up that right. triumph last time? Incredible. So good. Incredible. And two things. Awesome to see forwards getting recognised, particularly like a lock forward and not, say, a hooker yeah. in the Dalian voting because it's we know so rarely it happens yeah. over the years. And number two, to be doing that and leading it in a team with Luai, Cleary, Api Corusel, Toto. Kikau, Toto just makes it even more ridiculous. Yep. Edwards as well. Like yeah. Edwards, you oh. know, I think he's starting to get a lot of recognition for how good he is. Um, yeah, really interesting. So so what are the points? The points are Yo, 17, uh, Hines and Hunt, f- f- uh, 16, f- 16. 16, and then just trying to find it again. Uh, and then 15 points is Pappy, Mitch Moses, 13, DCE on his own, then 11 points, Adam Reynolds, James Tedesco, and Sam Walker. Wow. Okay. Wow. Interesting. Very interesting. Isaiah, yo, what are you paying for him on the open market? <sighs> Tell you what, you're paying a fair bit. Seriously, yeah, I, yeah. I guarantee he's on unders. Like, there's no doubt 100%. he'd be Whatever on unders. Massive. unders. Yeah. What are you paying for him on the open market? Um, yeah, probably eights. Yeah, seven or eight, I think. And he wouldn't be on seven or eight. There's no way he'd be on seven or eight. Probably seven, I reckon. Just because you, you know, your your big money has to be on your seven or six. It really, that's it. Like, yeah. that's really it. Because if your big money isn't on them, someone else's will. Yeah, yeah. yeah. up what was that boring no flavor that was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week kiki palmer here and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free hello fresh jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi now that's music to my mouth hello fresh let's get this dinner party started discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com 